1: what is up all of my beautiful freaking people welcome back to another episode of fml talk today is a very special episode for me because someone very near and dear to my heart who has known me since i was a little girl is here and we are going to take a trip down memory lane so sit back grab a drink maybe a few tissues and welcome to fml talk oh my god Wait, how old was the other girl? 19, can you believe that shit? Hey, this is Gabrielle Stone. Good book? I forgot in check her He did what? 48 hours? What a dick. Yeah, but have you seen all the photos on her Instagram? And this is FML Talk. Oh, no, she didn't. Okay, you guys. Today is very special. I'm very excited. Um, When I was a little girl growing up with my mom and dad, I had a nanny who was so near and dear to my heart. She then became my mom's assistant Became kind of like uh, an older sister to me uh, throughout the years. Did my makeup for a bunch of different important events in my life. And eventually became one of my bridesmaids at my wedding. So she has literally been by my side since I was five years old. And I'm bringing her on today to talk about something that happened to me in my childhood. She was there the day that my dad went down from a heart attack and left this earth and recently in my adult years i reached out to her to discuss her perspective of what happened that day and i think there's a lot of really great insights into seeing a six-year-old's perspective of the situation and a 22-year-old's perspective of the situation and my mother's perspective and kind of how the different people handled the different types of trauma and how we feel about it now, how it changed the course of different people's lives. So we're going to start out on the lighter side and take a kind of trip down memory lane to her talking about my mom in the early days, my dad in the early days, which is really special for me because not a lot of people that are in my life know my dad really well. And she is one of them. And uh, some ridiculous stories about me traveling when I was younger and uh, then we're going to get into some heavier stuff so I want to give everybody kind of a blanket trigger warning that we are going to talk rather graphically um, about the day that this happened so I want everybody to be prepared if you have any triggers around um, death that this might bring some stuff up but it was definitely a healing experience for me and I hope it it brings you that as well so let's get into it how do I even want to introduce you I was going to say Nell Kristen Loris, and then I was like, well, maybe just Nell, maybe Kristen, maybe Pookie. Which name do we go with? I think we're going to go with Nell for now. Welcome to FML Talk. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, darling. Um, I'm so happy to have you here. This is like oddly full circle. You were my nanny growing up and then became, you know, mom's assistant, my Makeup artist over the years, and were my bridesmaid at my wedding. Like, we've been through it since I was what, four? Five. Five. Wild, dude. And here we are. And here we are. Are you nervous?
0: interestingly slightly yeah <laughs> why uh, because it's just like a whole thing this is like a whole thing now it's a whole production You're a whole thing we're important <laughs> you've always been a whole thing but this is like everybody else knows about it this now. is true
1: um so can you take me back to how and when
0: you came on to work with mom oh okay um well I was in college and I was very young I was 15, by the way. For the
1: record, you'll always be 30 to me. I know. Even though I'm 33
0: now. (laughs) Right. And uh, I was was in college and I had actually always wanted to be a nanny. I had babysat kids my whole life at some point or other, but I had really actually wanted to be a nanny. And um, I found this advertisement that was um, the funny part of the ad, I found it on my college job board and the last telephone number was cut off. And I was like, this is the perfect job. I want this job. I don't care. I'll call 10 people if I have to oh to God. get the right number. And I said to this woman, I was like, do you have a card for this? Because it was like a fax printout, you know, <laughs> in mom's handwriting. And, oh, uh, my
1: God. Uh-huh. And wait, and she posted this on a college campus?
0: On Yeah what yeah she posted it like because she knew there'd be young college people probably taking you know early childhood development credits or something oh my god and so i was like do you have a card for this with all the information written out because they usually did she goes oh no sorry and i went well the number's missing she goes oh that's okay just take it down she goes nobody's gonna call it and i went great so then i knew nobody would see it after (laughs) me so i ripped it off the wall and i kind of looked at the little number and i was like i think it's a four so i called and i hear this voice and i was like hi i don't know if i'm i was leaving a message right and I said, I don't know if I'm calling the right number um, because the number was cut off, but I'm calling about the nanny position, blah, blah, blah. So I, you know, left my information and then I get a call back and uh, mom's like, oh, hi, you know, this is Dee, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, great. So we set up an interview for me to come in. She tells me later she had already hired someone. Oh, she really? already hired someone to be your nanny. Shut up. No, she had, but because my message, she said, when I heard your message, I knew that I had to meet you. And I was like, really? And she's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So then she brought me in and we talked on the phone and she said, oh, I'm an actress. And I was like, oh, okay, great. You know, like I didn't, wasn't going to ask, you right. know. Who, right? Well, how you, who me. are you? <laughs> right. I don't remember if she told me or not on the phone. I can't remember that part. But, um, and, uh, and then I, you know, came to meet you guys um I came to meet well mom and dad first right I met them first okay. which is because they're very smart and um and they liked me enough and they gave me the pass and then I got to meet you a different day
1: yeah okay so all I remember from this like experience which is obviously very spotty because I was a child um mm-hmm. is that there were a couple people that came that day or maybe it was a different day um and I had this like sandbox that was a big turtle, Mm -hmm. a big green turtle, and like the shell came off and there was (laughs) sand inside, whatever. Um, And I had asked this one woman, like, do you wanna come play in the sandbox with me? And she's like, oh, honey, I can't, my nails. And she had these like long ass, you know, acrylic nails on. And I was like, oh, okay, like, you're not not the jam. (laughs) And then you came in and I remember clocking the fact that you had these longer nails. And I was like, she's not gonna wanna play in the sandbox with me. (laughs) And I was like, OK, I'm going to ask anyways, I'm Like, do you want to play in the sandbox with me? And you were like, yeah, let's go. And I was like, oh, OK, that's my first recollection of meeting
0: you. <laughs> yeah, I just remember mom opening the door and you were standing behind her leg.
1: Aww. It was
0: really cute. And she was you were just sort of looking up at me and um, and she's like, well, we're playing Peter Pan in the back bedroom. You want to come join us? And Aww. I was like, sure. So we went back and we played, you know, make believe for a while. And then. You know, there was that there's that door on the back bedroom that leads out to the backyard, leads out straight to the backyard. And I was like, um, uh, mom had to go do something and she said, Well, um, why don't you guys go um play in the backyard and I'll come out in a minute And you looked at me and you go, Come on, Kristen, let's go. Ah! And you like turned and (laughs) ran out the door and she just stood there and looked at me really weird and I went, What's wrong? She goes Oh, she doesn't do that really yeah she goes she hasn't done that with anybody and i went oh and i went she's like we'll go and i went okay <laughs> so i am like <laughs> bitch go <run> outside <laughs> and then we went outside and that's when it happened we went to the sandbox and we were playing and you were like Oh, you're not worried about your nails, and I was like, no, that's what soap and water and a brush are for. (laughs) I was like, no, and you were like, oh,
1: okay. And so we had fun digging around in the sand. And I love it. Okay, so for people that are like, why the fuck did she introduce her as Nell, and now you're saying, come on, Kristen, let's go. Um, so your birth name?
0: Yeah, the name I was raised with was Nell, but you know, as happens when we grow up, nobody wants to be different or weird or whatever. So I changed it to another middle name that I have which is Kristen right so half of my people in my life know me as Kristen and half of them know me as Nell. and some of my friends that know me as Kristen also call me Kiki which will come up later but right yeah so you can call me either it doesn't matter I refuse to on a regular basis
1: call you Nell because I have an aunt Nell and you guys oh, are right. very vastly different. You always forget that. And it was just like, no, I can't do it. Um, <laughs> at least when I switched my name, it went from Gabby to Gabrielle. Right, Like right. you were full on like, hey, my name's Kristen. Just kidding. It's Nell. And I was like, wait, no, this isn't Nat, Nell. Um, and
0: it's funny because my whole family, my entire life has always called me Nell. So there's right. always been a faction of people that have called me that. Oh, that's so but, weird. But yeah, it's not, you know, my uncle used to make jokes. He wrote like a card once and it was like, Maria, Nell, Kristen, TJ, Kiki, like all these <laughs> nicknames that I had or whatever. And I was like, very funny. Yeah, you're so, like, pick one. Yeah,
1: um, it's fine. Okay, so y- there are very few people that I know as an adult in my life that I'm close with um, that were very close to my mom and also knew my dad. Mm-hmm. And you're one of them. Mm-hmm. So can you give me and everyone listening a little bit of insight as to your experience with dad?
0: Oh, sure. Yeah, Um, It's funny because the minute mom and dad opened the door, I was like, oh, I know exactly who these people are. Like, I didn't I couldn't name something necessarily that each one of them. Well, obviously, mom. I mean, everybody knows CT. But I was like, oh, right. Because like you grow up and it's like (laughs) this man's been on my television my whole life. Right. But
1: um, right. Because a lot of people don't realize that my dad was like the playboy of Hollywood in you know, the 70s and 80s. Like when mm-hmm. he met mom, people were like, you're going to get cheated on. You're going to mm-hmm. get like, you can't fucking tame Christopher Stone, dude. What are you doing? And mom's like, I'm from Kansas. Like, yeah.
0: And he was like, you're going to be with me now. And that is it. Yeah. And like, she was so. like, yes, sir. Okay. <laughs>
1: um, but like he was on, you know, Days of Our Lives and Dallas. Like he was... In everything. He
0: was on every television show growing yeah. up. I mean, honestly. He had like a series called The Surgeons or whatever that yeah. was on when I was little, but I never saw that. But he was on like every other television show. I mean, I think like the Love Boat and Fantasy Island, I mean, I think he was on everything. Yeah. And um aside from being in all the movies that were huge, um, when I was little and, um, but he was really nice. I mean, I was intimidated obviously. Um, but by mom and dad, cause I was just trying to make a good impression. Right. But, um, but yeah, they were both really, really nice. And they just asked me a lot of questions and I was like, no, I've never been a nanny before, but I babysat kids for years and I'm in school and, and, um, yeah, they just asked me a lot of questions and they're like, okay, great. Do you want to come back and meet Gabby? Um, like on thursday and i was like sure i remember it was a thursday i don't know why i remember that (laughs) and um and so um but yeah they were they were both really really nice and um but as far as like dad goes once you get to know him he has he a he had a very dry sense of humor he was very very sarcastic which is um tough to get used to sometimes when you're sort of like young and new and sort of yeah. like intimidated and but he was always so so sweet to me he was always so sweet to me but he was joking around me one day and he looked at me and he was like he said something that was like I took it too seriously I thought it right. was like uh, you know he said something like fuck off and I was like <gasps> <laughs> and I like literally thought he was being serious. Like, Should I leave? Should I go? Right. Right. And I like walked out of the room and Deacon mom comes in. She's like, I'm crying. And she's like, what is wrong oh with you? Oh my God. And I was like, I'm sorry. I didn't. She was like, oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> she's like, Christopher was kidding. That is how he is. And I was like, oh, my oh, God. oh, oh, okay. All right. Okay. And she's like, And I was like, I didn't know. I didn't know. And she's like, he loves you. And I went, he does? And she's like, yes. Because, I mean, at this point, I'd been with you guys for eight or nine months, probably. It was when we were living up in Murphy's. When my mom went to go shoot a television show. And it was so funny. He laughed at me later. We were all laughing about it, and it was just like that's just how like dry and like how deadpan he could deliver something. And that's where I get that from. I'm yeah. the same way. And mom is not like that at all. So no, that makes no. a lot of sense. Yeah, <laughs> he, he was. He was just. He was impressive. Like yeah. he was just an impressive person. He was so, you know, tall and good looking, and like, masculine and like funny, but like sensitive and like he was just really. He was really an impressive person in general. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um so how old were you when you started nannying me? I was 20. That's fucking insane. That's like a child. I know. It's a child really nannying young. a child.
0: I know. <laughs> I know. But it's funny, I think mom was really like I just want somebody who's going to, like, be responsible, but have fun with Gabby. Like, she wanted somebody to have fun with you. And your previous nanny had been a lot older. Yeah. Like, kind of more of grandma. And so she wanted somebody that was going to, like, play with you and, like, more actively and do stuff, I think. And to
1: be clear, just because my mom will definitely want me to highlight this, is that... They wanted a nanny for specifically like when they were on set working. It wasn't like she was just like never home and with me. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs>
0: she, one of the first things mom said to me was okay, so just so you know. I'm not looking for a nanny because I'm not going to be with my daughter. She goes, in fact, you're going to be doing a lot of other stuff because the whole point of me getting a nanny is so that I can spend more time with my daughter. Right. She said, so I may send you out to do... And this is kind of how I became an assistant ultimately because she's like, I might send you out to run errands or make phone calls or do this or that so I can be with Gabby. Yeah. She's like, and then when I can't be, then you're there. And I was like, okay. So she was never one of those people that was like, I'm going to farm my kid out for somebody to raise them. <laughs> Absolutely not. It's yeah. never how... She she was.
1: Summer is here and life is not slowing down for us anytime soon. One of the things we have continuously relied on making our lives so much easier is Factor meals. No prep, no mess, no cleanup meals. I have really been off the wagon with my eating since having my son and for my health, my wellness, and my mental sanity, I have been switching my dinners to more healthy options from Factor. and you got to like travel with us a lot when when i was growing up you know because mom would you know there was a time where we went to south africa there was a time where we went to new zealand which we'll get into all that um we obviously we went up and lived in murphy's
0: which Mm -hmm. is what up northern california it's like it's right by sacramento yeah
1: um so there was like a lot of travel involved it was kind of like you became part of our family very very quickly
0: Yeah, it was really fun. I didn't expect that to happen. Like she had said that might happen, but I didn't really. I hadn't traveled a lot by that age because, you know, I was still very young. Yeah. But um, our first trip was to Hawaii Mm -hmm. that I really took with you. There was one to Vegas. That might have been before or after. I'm not sure. But we all went to Vegas. And, um, And then we lived up in Murphy's. And then we ended up going to Pennsylvania. We ended up going to Canada a couple times. We ended up going to... Mexico, like we, you know, but the big trips were, yeah, we were, were New Zealand and South Africa, which yeah. was the best.
1: That's like, I mean, d- a day on a plane,
0: full day, yeah, yeah.
1: And there were times in New Zealand where you and I flew, right? Yeah, and I flew mom you was to already mom. there. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like. That's a tall order. Here, take a six-year-old on a 24-hour plane flight
0: and don't drug her to go to sleep. Right. And don't drink any champagne yourself. Right. Which mom didn't have to say, but I was just like, they're like, would you like a pre-flight drink? Would you like an in-flight <laughs> drink? I was like, nope, because if this sucker's going down, I got to be like <laughs> awake and ready. I was like, no champagne. Thank you. Like, oh, my no, God. Um,
2: but
0: but uh, the, um, oh, my gosh, what was just saying that made me, Oh I totally lost it anyway but yeah it was oh that's what it was flying to New Zealand she's like well you're gonna have to land in Auckland and then you're gonna have to get Gabby and all the luggage off the plane (laughs) and then onto another plane to get to Wellington because when you fly into New Zealand everybody lands in Auckland Yeah. but then to get anywhere else and I was like okay no problem great six year old five suitcases and a Transatlantic airport I've never been in before. Great, <laughs> sure, no problem. Like I was, yeah, I was a little. I was we we travel. We travel so light. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Um, I'll never forget. Mom wanted. She's like, make sure you bring me a jar of Skippy oh they don't my have god. it here i was like okay you know mom and her peanut butter yeah she's so funny oh my god so, i love it but yeah it was it was uh it was exciting to say the least okay so i don't know if i ever told you this i can't
1: remember it must have not been on the new zealand flight it must have been south africa because i was in fourth grade at that time um and i remember you were asleep and i watched the movie can't hardly wait probably four or five times because it has like Jennifer Love Hewitt in it and like there the whole movie centers around it's like Ethan Embry the whole movie centers around them being at a party and like Seth Green's trying to like get laid for the first time before he goes off to college yes. and like there's like sex and there's partying <laughs> and there's drinking and it's like you know it was my first like ooh as a fourth grader. Right. And I was like, ooh, this is like my first kind of like PG-13 movie experience. I watched that thing back to back four times before I think you woke up.
0: That's his, And then you were like
1: what the fuck are you I mean you didn't say that at the time right. but you were like what are you watching It's <laughs> like yeah. oh it's
2: just this you know movie that's on the the TV plane you were like okay we're going to turn this off now
0: Yeah you always were <laughs> sneaky that's just how you were but I I know for a fact that I waited till you fell asleep cuz I always do but then you must have woken up You didn't have great sleep when you were little so yeah, I still probably don't. woke up <laughs> And you were like ooh the TV and yeah. so yeah so yeah. I'm not really surprised to hear that but I do remember, it was probably like on the second or third flight, because on the first flight, I don't think I slept the whole time. Yeah. It was like, a, Ugh, it, was it was 18 miserable. hours or yeah, something. Yeah, it's something ridiculous. I don't remember, but um,
1: it was long. Okay, and then there was a plane ride that we took. I believe it was from South Africa. Again, your memory, I'll I'll go with your memory because I, I was young. Um, it was from where we were in South Africa to where we were going to go on safari. And it was like a very small plane. Mm-hmm. And I peed in someone's sweatshirt.
0: Oh, no, you that wasn't with me. Um, oh, okay. That was actually when mom had taken you to Brazil, I think, a year or two before yeah. with like something. Kimena, yeah. Yeah. So, um, no, that was with them. When you had uh, yeah. a little flight going from somewhere to yeah. somewhere, like a puddle jumper or something. Yeah, and there was no bathroom yeah. on the plane. And uh-huh, I was like, mom, I like, like, have to fucking pee. And <laughs> she just
1: said she, she took off her sweatshirt and had me pee in it like a diaper. And here we are, guys. <laughs> Welcome to FML Talk. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I <Yeah>, love <laughs> it. No, we, uh, we did. We... um I don't know how I remember this, but we flew from Cape Town to this little tiny, it's the smallest uh, airport I've ever seen in my life. I think it's called Skakuza. And we landed, and I'm not kidding, there was like, A frond-covered, like, hut. Yeah. And you walked inside, and there were, like, five desks or ten desks, and that was the airport.
1: Wow. And that's where we did the safari?
0: That's where we did the safari. When we flew in, there were, like, giraffes on the ground. I was like, (laughs) oh, my God, this is real.
1: Like, an (laughs) elephant walking across the tarmac. You're like, yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, no. Um, We had some pretty incredible times. We're going to now take a turn, now that we've laughed and reminisced, Mm -hmm. Um, because recently... Full disclosure, we're not going to talk about what kind of substance I was influenced by, but I was under the influence of a little bit of party um, with Tay one night, and I took it upon myself to call Kristen at like midnight after i texted to see if you were awake and you were like oh my god what's wrong and i was like no nothing um and was like are you okay it's yeah. okay Is yeah. okay Is everybody's it? okay 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 what, why are you calling me at midnight on a thursday or friday um, yeah um and i had gotten into a conversation with tay about you know how it was when i lost dad and like my memories from that and i was like you know i've never asked Kristen what it was like on her end to go through that and like what she experienced through her her perspective. And for some reason that night I needed to call you and find out. Um, And it was really interesting for me. And I'll tell you why kind of after you relay the situation but I, the way I remember it and I was six. So like, you know, it's spotty um, was I I vividly remember like running in to mom and dad's room and it's the bedroom that she still sleeps in, but her bed is, it used to be against this wall and now it's on that wall. Mm-hmm. So I can still see like how the old setup was. Mm-hmm. I ran in, cause I was like, yeah, Saturday morning, like cartoons with dad, rockin'. Um, and he wasn't in the room. Their master bathroom is attached to that. So I remember running into there and seeing dad on the floor. I feel like he was in white for some reason. I, you'll, you can correct all of this later. Um, and he was on the floor. And so I remember racing back to the kitchen and being like, Kristen, daddy passed out. Um, and I remember you like racing past me by like the armoire and going into the bedroom. And like, that's pretty much the the very picturesque like scene that I can still see. And then I remember being in my bedroom with you having to come in and talk to me about everything. Um, obviously once i called you a lot of things um were filled in and it was really crazy to see your perspective of it so can you kind of like walk me through that day from what you experienced and like how old you were and all of it
0: um yeah sure i was about i think i was 22 and um To do just a slight bit of backup, dad had had some health issues just prior. So we went to go play baseball at a park because dad loved baseball. You know, he came out to Hollywood to try out for baseball teams, blah, blah, blah. He taught you about baseball. You guys watch baseball. together. I played. I was playing baseball. Yeah, you were playing baseball. And so...
1: All boys team. I was a fucking prodigy. Don't you forget it. (laughs) You were ahead
0: of your time, girl. And you were better than most of them, which was usually the case. And and so we went to the park and uh, he didn't say anything but almost immediately after we got there he wasn't feeling well and um but i didn't know that he just went over and got like a seven up from the ice cream truck and Mm -hmm. like came over with this seven up and i was like oh so we're getting ready to start you know hitting balls and and then he sat down Mm -hmm. and i was like what is going on because your dad was old school like he was ex-military like ex-athlete ex like you know mr you know marine right yeah and um and not to say that, you know, especially with the mental health crisis in this country, not to say that people shouldn't show their emotions or if they're sick, they absolutely no, should. It was just but not your dad like was old him. school. Yeah. And it wasn't like him to just sit down on the grass. Like yeah. that's how that's how like regal dad was like, he's not gonna sit down on the grass. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell is he doing? And I walk over and he was like kind of trying to burp. Like he drank the seven up and right. I was like, what's going I was like, Hey, what's going on? And he was like, yeah, I just got like, you know, heartburn or something. And I knew, I knew there was something wrong. And I was like, I don't know why. And that's funny is, is that I was very timid in a lot of ways. And I was very, um, uh, you know, just reticent to ever sort of be confrontational in any way with people or whatever. And, um, uh, but I, wa- and I was like, okay. And I walked away and then we were doing stuff and he was still sitting there and I walked back and I was like, what's up? And he was like, pressing is like the middle of his chest and i was like he's like i don't know and i went we're leaving yeah i said you've got 10 seconds to decide whether we're going home or we're going to the hospital we are leaving of course he's going to be like and, home right well That's such what's, a man thing to do <laughs> right but what's weird is we got in the car and from the park when we when we were pulling it you're like why are we leaving i was like oh dad's not feeling it. we're gonna go to the doctor it's fine and um so when i be pulled out of the park he goes go right right Mm. was the hospital left was home Mm. and so I said okay um I oh
1: my god it's so weird I can like I don't remember this but like I know the park so I know which way
0: you're turning like out of Shoop right (laughs) and it's also weird because I'm just thinking to myself I don't remember who said it if he said it he must have said you drive Right. Because he drove us. I don't yeah. drive his car, his Mercedes. Right. I was like, I was, he's like, you drive.
1: Right. So, I, also for context, mom was in New Zealand at this moment. Yes. Shooting a movie. Yes, yeah. she was.
0: Okay. And actually, uh, we had already gone to yeah. New Zealand. We had already been there for two weeks and then came back. Because yeah. the way mom usually did stuff was like, she tried to work it out so she was never gone for you, from you longer than two weeks. So, she went for two weeks, we came for two weeks, and then we were leaving, and then she'd be back in two weeks. That's right. how it was supposed to go so um we took him to the hospital and he walked inside and we waited in the waiting room and um he basically walked in and was like i think i'm having a heart attack and they're like come in and he just they just sent him right in so we just waited in the waiting room and i just said oh dad's not feeling well you know and um eventually they ended up uh basically he was having a heart attack they prevented they they stopped it and then they prevented another one Mm. and so they're like okay we're gonna like get y'all fixed up and send you home and they did um and of course mom was you know freaked out and um i think she god mom flew so many times <sighs> i can't remember she must have come home i think she had to come home and uh and then she turned around and went right back yeah and so um we were there and everything was fine and she was checking on us and stuff or whatever and then basically um there was a night like i want to say it was like three or four days after I got out of the hospital um I wanna say. And um we were you know, obviously I was at the house with you guys the whole time. And um um I went out for a movie that night and then I came back. A horrible mistake. I watched a terrible movie I should never have watched. I hate horror. Films. Oh my god, what anyway. movie was it? Do you remember? Yeah, it was seven. Oh. It was bad. I was so horrified was. What's that in the film. box? <laughs> Yeah, it was a great movie, though. It was I'll never watch it again. (laughs) I will never watch it again. And I was so freaked out that when I came home uh, to the house, I actually slept on your bedroom floor. Oh that's God. how freaked out I was. <laughs> I couldn't even sleep in the guest bedroom. I had just, I slept on the floor oh next to your God. bed because I was just like, Ugh, <laughs> Ugh. Was so terrible. And so when we woke up in the morning, you were yes. like, I want to go wake up dad. And I was like, give him a little more time. He needs to sleep in, you know? So I waited until like 11. And then, you know, I was like, okay, fine. You can go wake him up.
1: 11.
0: Yeah. It was 10 or 11. I want to say, Oh my God. That's because, like a good sleep in dude. Yeah. Well, I mean, and he was, you know, you know Yeah he was older. He was older he was recovering. Well I mean not really. What he was Well no he was fifty five. He wasn't that old but he was just recovering and I just wanted him to be able to like sleep if he was gonna sleep in which and I knew that he would come in, you know what I mean and get us, you know when he woke up and I thought, oh he's still sleeping in, so that's good. He's getting rest. Right. So I said, go ahead, you can go wake him up um you asked for probably the tenth time and um (laughs) and uh and you ran into the back bedroom and I was in the kitchen. I was gonna start making breakfast and then you ran out. Before you ran out, I could hear you and you yelled, "Mom!" Um, you said, um, Kristen, daddy passed out. And I remember thinking, I don't, I just remember thinking, why would you use that phrase? Mm-hmm. Like, I just knew it was bad mm-hmm. because I'm like, that's a really strange phrase for you to use. Like, right. I don't know anybody that passes out. Mom doesn't faint, you know, whatever. Right. Like, it's not a thing. <clears throat> And so I said, uh, OK. And I, you came out and said it again. And I was like, all right, so I passed you. And I went back into the bedroom and then into the bathroom. And I saw Dad. And I was like, I didn't want you to walk back in to the bathroom. And so I came right back out and grabbed you when you were in the bedroom and walked back to um, your room, which was kind of across the uh, yeah. living room. And, um, the way the house is set up, it's kind of a long ranch house and there's bedrooms on both sides and the master's on one side and all the other bedrooms are on the other side. And, um, and so I took you back to your bedroom and I said, just stay here. Um, I'll be right back. And because we didn't really know what was going on, um, although I kind of knew when I saw dad, um, I just sat you on the bed and I pretended everything was fine. And I said, here, watch Rugrats Mm -hmm. and turn on the, I think the TV was actually already on. And then I ran back to check on dad. And then I called 911. And um, basically, I had not um, ever seen somebody who was passed before, like mm-hmm. who was actually dead. And but, you know, when mm-hmm. you see somebody like, you know, and I think also because dad was just so full of life and like, just so like, I I just would have known. And yeah. um, uh, dad was in, uh, I think, a Dodgers shirt and uh like long pajama pants yeah. right but and the way the, the way that the bathroom is people have to understand it's huge it's like the size of a bedroom it's right. not a normal bathroom like there's like this tiny cold you know tile floor it's huge no, it's they, carpeted It still
1: has carpet in there yeah, which it's is fucking it's a,
0: weird <laughs> it's a gigantic <clears throat> wood like custom built um Old it looks like floor. a cabin yeah you know um room that's got you know separate bathrooms separate tub you know oh sorry um <laughs> So, yeah, so I called and um, said, I think, you know, um, I said, uh, you know, I basically told them what was going on and that there was a gentleman who had been having heart problems and um, he was back from the hospital. And now he seems to be um, incapacitated. Like, I don't remember how I phrased it. And um, so they sent people, uh, they sent the paramedics and I went in to be with you and just sat with you and i said i told you what was going on that i called somebody and um so when did you call mom everything was happening so fast and i didn't know how quickly they were going to get there they came really fast Mm -hmm. and so um i basically went in to be with you they showed up i walked them back and then i came back to be with you and then um um, they came well one of the uh, paramedics God bless him, uh, walked into the doorway. And, um, you at that point had already started like sort of hugging me and you were facing me. You were not facing the TV anymore. And, um, and so you didn't see him walk into the room and he looked at me and he gave me the look that basically told me like, um, he's gone. And, um, and I just, I think my eyes probably just got huge. And he, for some strange reason, which I can't explain, but again, God bless this man. He mouthed the words. He didn't say it so you wouldn't hear it, but he mouthed the words, you have to tell her. Mm. And I was like, because I didn't know what to do. Well, yeah, dude, and you're 22. Like, what? I was like, do I call mom first? Do I tell Gabby first? Is mom going to be mad that I so okay? I You know what I mean? I didn't yeah. know what to do. And that man looking at me and saying that to me was like huge. And I was yeah. like... Okay. Because you'd already been saying, you know, I don't want anything to be wrong with Daddy. I don't I want him to be okay. And I was like, I know me too. Mm. And so he I just nodded and he stepped out of the room. And um and then I told you and we both cried and um a lot and then once we were able to calm down a little bit um that's when I said I'm gonna go call mommy I said so just stay here for a minute and you were like okay you know because it was very like safe like we were close we weren't further than maybe 10 15 feet away from each other and you could see me through the door you know because in that bedroom the door looks into the walkway which looks into the kitchen which was where the phone was so you could literally see me the whole time because I didn't even want to be like 10 feet away from you but I had to tell her without you there and um so I called her and the minute she picked up the phone she's like what's wrong because mm-hmm. she knows I didn't call her out of nowhere. She would call us at the end of the day when she was done shooting or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I said, Dee, and I don't remember how I phrased it exactly, but I basically, you know, I said, She's like, What's wrong? Is Gabby okay? And I said, Gabby's all right. And she was like, What's wrong? And I said, Christopher's gone. And she said, where's Gabrielle? That was the first thing she asked. Where's Gabrielle? She's right here.
1: After you and I had this conversation, mom and I took like a mother-daughter weekend. I was like talking to her about it. And she was like, yes, that's all accurate. She's like, but when she called me and said, Christopher's gone, I said, what? Three times made her repeat it until she finally said he's dead, D. Oh. Yeah.
0: She was like, I couldn't hear it. Right. I believe that. But it was also a very traumatic moment. So sometimes I like, can't even you know imagine
1: I mean? at 22 having to A, see a dead body, B, then be responsible for a little six-year-old and then C, you have to call your fucking other boss and be like,
0: this is what's going on. <laughs> yeah that that totally rings a bell i do remember that that makes sense that she like made me repeat it and like because mom's a very mom's always been one of those people that she's not about euphemisms
2: no you know what i mean she's not
0: about oh this person passed away or this person like especially in a moment of like life or death moment she's like what do you mean like tell me what you're talking about like is that's very that that makes a lot of sense that's very her yeah and um And so I think that was the probably the only reason I felt okay saying he's dead because Mm -hmm. like that seems a very harsh thing to say in most cases. Yeah. But she needed to hear it. She needed to know what I meant. And um, and then she immediately she was like, Where's Gabrielle? And I said, She's right here in the bedroom. I can see her from where I am. I said, She's in the front room. And she goes, Okay, I need to talk to her. And I said, Okay. (laughs) And so I got you, and you talked to mom for a minute. And obviously, you know. We're crying and talking and then um and then she got you off the phone and she said she would call you back and she got me on the phone and she said i'm gonna make some phone calls and i will call you back and i said okay and we got off the phone and she called everybody to come and take care of us yeah and um and um my
1: best friend in kindergarten sarah bass um she was like i i hung up i called um sally, sally her mom mm-hmm. and was like i need you to go to the house take sarah so her and gabby can play and like don't leave
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh-huh. yeah mom called me and was like go to sarah's and i was like okay yeah. and um but before that mom had asked me i don't know if you wanted me to talk yeah, about yeah. this part but mom had said um i called sally you're gonna take her over to sarah's and i was like okay and she said i've called john you know he's gonna come and handle everything and i was like okay and um she said, I need you to take Gabby in to say goodbye to her dad. She said, I'm sorry, I have to ask you to do this. I wouldn't, I would never do this, but I'm not there. And I was like, it's fine. D. And she said, but I need you to take him, take her in there and say goodbye because this is the last time she's going to see him. And I was like, of course. So we, um, I got off the phone and I got you and I said, come on, we're going to go say goodbye to dad. I just acted like it was normal because that's the thing with children if you don't freak out, they don't freak out. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like Mm -hmm. children are very, they pick up on everything, you know? And so I said, well, we're going to go say bye to daddy. And so we went in and sat down with him on the floor and, you know, I just talked to him like I would normally talk to him because it didn't feel like he was gone. I mean, this literally just happened, but it just didn't, it just didn't make sense. Like there's some part of your brain that like, this isn't make-believe like he's still here. Like I don't even understand what's going on, you know? And um, we said goodbye and, um, told him we loved him and you know um and um had a cry and then we like got up after a while and walked out and we got you ready we both had to get dressed and then um got in the car to go to Sarah's. i don't remember any of that i just know that we did Um, i was not
1: i have no recollection of going back into that room yeah and I remember when I called you to ask you all this and you told me, and you were like, we went in, I, we kneeled down next to him and I put my hand on his back so mm-hmm. that you wouldn't be scared.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And hearing you tell me like this whole experience that I don't remember at all. Um, and I'm like, did my six year old brain disassociate? Or is it just like I was six and don't remember a lot? But you think you'd remember something like that, and I have the other flashes that are so clear. Because mm-hmm. um, I ha- that, I, there's no memory of
0: that. Yeah, that kind of makes sense to me because I mean, you know, trauma is a crazy thing. And when you went in to go see Dad, look for Dad, you were like, "Where's Dad? Right. Dad was alive," you know. And then when you saw Dad, you didn't know what was going on. But when mm-hmm. we went back in to say goodbye, you knew that he was yeah. dead. So. In whatever that means and whatever in a six-year-old brain whatever dead means you right. know which it's hard to even know because right. i don't think you'd lost anybody at that point your grandparents Maybe were like all alive fish. right <laughs> like you know and so um but yeah we went in and i was just like that's the thing that's i think problematic about our societies. is people act like um in a lot of ways like the dead should be put away or they should be somewhere else or whatever. I don't know. Like I said, like I put my hand on dad's back and was rubbing his back. Like he was just there. Like he was with us because he was essentially, you know? And, um, but yeah, I wanted you to know, like, this is still your dad. Like other people, like when people pass, it's like, it's a corpse. No, it's a person. And there's, there's still this person that I love. Yeah. And there's still this person that I'm, you know, feel connected to. And so, you know, but, um, yeah, so we got out of there, but I don't I don't I'm not surprised that you don't remember it because I think it was probably probably pretty hard to to um process. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, I mean,
1: there's the it's so crazy to look at it from all the different experiences cuz it's crazy to think of a 6-year-old little girl sitting there with like a, her dead father on the floor saying goodbye and talking to him. It's crazy to me to think of a 22-year-old sitting next to a dead body on the floor. Like taking care of this little girl. Like that's insane to go through that.
0: Yeah. It's, you know, it's one of those things where even mom said to me, like if you had imagined this, if somebody had said you would like, they gave you the scenario, did you act the way you thought you would act? I was like, no, absolutely not. I thought if you had asked me what I would do in that situation, I would have been like, I would have fallen apart and been crying and screaming and whatever. But like, you know, when you are in the situation, it's just, it's, all you can think about is I have to take care of this little person. Like I have to take care of her. That's the most important thing, you know? And, um, and by that point, you know, I'd been taking care of you for like eight or nine months. I absolutely loved you. And I was like, this is the most important thing. And there's this level of, um, yeah, you just, you just go into like, caretaker mode you know what I mean you just go straight into caretaker mode and And like
1: autopilot like you almost Mm -hmm. like you're like I can't
0: we'll process later and like this is what we have to get through right and for some people they may not understand like oh why would you go back in there why would you take a child in because I think again I think people have a really problematic relationship to death in this country Mm -hmm. and I thought that that was literally after I thought about it I was like that's brilliant Yeah, because that's one of the things that so many children don't get to have when people die. People don't get to have when people die. There's no closure. There's no, I never, I never got to say goodbye. Like I don't remember. I just remember this traumatic moment. And then I walked out. Now that does happen to be the case. Apparently like you remember seeing dad and then walking out, Well, but at least you got to have somewhere in your psyche, somewhere in your soul. You got to sit and tell your dad you loved him and you got to say goodbye. Yeah. You know, and we got to do that. And
1: I will say, I've talked about this before in the John Edwards episode. Um, like I I do in some flashes, whether it was, you know, when I found him or whatever, I do remember seeing him on the floor.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I never got to see, I think his name in the book is Jake, but my high school sweetheart that passed mm-hmm. in a car accident. I never got to see his body. I remember I wanted to go when he got brought back to the morgue and his mom was like, no, mm-hmm. like, please don't. So out of respect for her, I didn't. Terrible mistake because... I've had dreams. I've had moments where I'm like walking down the street and I will follow someone because it looks like them. Mm -hmm. And I didn't, my brain didn't connect the this person's dead and this is the body Mm -hmm. like it did when I was little. Mm -hmm. So it was a lot harder for me to rationalize that when I was 18.
0: Yeah, yeah, it 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 provides a certain amount of process. I think most people are terrified that they're going to be traumatized or scarred like if they see the person they love who's passed and i understand that yeah it's how we're raised it's what we're it's what we're taught to it's how we're taught to deal or not deal with death and um i think because i've had so many people um die actually in the last 10 years um i started sort of following this um um I can't remember <laughs> funeral director she's like uh, she's a licensed mortuary like director whatever and she basically teaches people about death mm. and she's she wants to she's a death advocate like yeah. and she wants people to become more comfortable with it and so I've started you know um I watched her you know she has YouTube and all of these different things her name's Caitlin Doty and she just helps people to have like a more a better understanding of death what happens what it looks mm. like what funerals what takes place yeah the, all the behind the scenes oh that's because, great yeah it's really great because by the time my grandmother who was like my best friend who I adored passed I got to actually be with her Um, And ultimately, with my father and my mother after they both passed. And it was not traumatic for me the way I think it would be traumatic for some other people, because I had had all this process. And I had watched all these videos and read her books. And it's, um, you know, 100 years ago, we all took care of our own people.
2: Yeah. We washed them
0: we bathed them we dressed them they were in our house we had wakes that's what we did and so it's really not that strange like because for the entire history of humanity we've always been taking care of our own people Mm -hmm. so it's not strange for a child or an adult to walk back in and and be with this person and process and say that they love them and you know the part that's more unnatural is the person got taken away and then we never see them again you know but that's just what we're used to in the last you know um century in this country but so i could understand some people maybe not, not understanding it but i think it's also just sort of a societal norm that like oh we don't look at that we'll take that away right, Go away. Right. you know and i don't honestly think that's healthy yeah you know? I,
1: I agree with that um so mom flies back Uh from new zealand obviously yeah like Um, fast
0: like i don't know how she got back that fast. yeah and
1: i remember i'll never forget her telling me that she got to the airport and they were like escorting her to the front of the line to get on the plane um and some guy who was you know probably having a really fucking shitty day at the airport um was like how the why the fuck does she get to cut in front like audibly yelled in line and she you know mom is like the nicest human on the planet and she turned around with like tears in her eyes and was like because my husband just died and my little girl needs me. Yeah. And the whole line fell silent. And she turned back around and got on the fucking plane. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was like that yeah. man will forever regret his life that mm-hmm. day. He's going to um, keep his mouth shut next time. And so she flew back. It was what probably like 2 days
0: by the time she could actually get there. No, it's bananas. Mom literally must have packed a bag. And been taken to the airport mm. and they got her on the next flight wow because i can't remember i think new zealand is like something strange like 17 or 18 hours ahead so technically it's tomorrow right. there oh, right! all that right. weird stuff so but it was she was awake it wasn't the middle of the night when we yeah. called it was morning for us it was probably like the next day in the afternoon for her i can't remember but it, she because remember maria and her husband yeah. came to be with us after we got back from sally's they came to be with us that night and the next morning mom was home oh wow like the next well i shouldn't say morning the next day yeah at some point in the next day she was home and that flight even a direct flight
1: it's ridiculous it takes like
0: 17 hours i think no i think it's longer well no it took us longer on the second oopsie on the second trip sorry because we had to um have a layover got it okay sorry we had to have a layover (laughs) so we had to stop in like fiji or tahiti and then wait an hour and then fly so that took 22 hours yeah that's why that one took a long time
1: um so she came back she i think she was there for like a week
0: she came back and basically you know she did what mom does she took care of you she took care of me she you know we got um the memorial service set up for dad we Mm -hmm. had it and then we all got back on the plane and went back to New Zealand like yeah. two days later.
1: Yep. Um, and mom recently, you know, she joined TikTok, oh,
0: which right. really yes. means
1: mom joined TikTok, and I'm fucking making all of her TikToks. Right. That's what that means. Of course. Um, <laughs> and um, we do this thing called like behind the scenes with D. It's actually very cute. Um, and uh, and where she tells stories about like the different films she's done. So of course mm-hmm. she did one about. The Frighteners with Peter Jackson, and it's a really touching story. I encourage you to go like watch it on her page because the way she tells it is really beautiful. Um, But she basically, you know, when all of this stuff started happening, she flew back the first time when Dad's first health thing happened, and then obviously like when he passed. So she had flown back and forth like Mm -hmm. a ridiculous amount of times Mm -hmm. at this point, and um, and when she got the call from you. Peter was like Peter Jackson, the director of the the film, who everybody knows now from like Lord of the Rings and King mm-hmm. Kong and like every movie everywhere. Um, was like D, just go, like we'll figure it out, just go. Which in Hollywood is unheard of. It's like if you're on mm-hmm. set, you're on a tight schedule. You're you got to finish your job. It's like the show must go on. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we all got back and she saw Peter for the first time, he was like, "I never thought you'd be back, D." I thought we were gonna have to figure something out. I did not think you'd be back.
0: Oh wow, that's right. I forgot yeah. about that.
1: And um, I'll never yeah, forget.
0: Know <laughs> yeah, she no D stuff.
1: Yeah, I'll never forget when I got older. She told me a story that when we got back, you know, the whole set even before dad had died was so kind to us and like michael j fox was like playing foursquare with me on his Mm -hmm. breaks and like he's like an a-list actor playing with a six-year-old like it was just the whole cast and crew was just really amazing um I remember Damon very well, who was one of the crew
0: guys. Oh, he was one of the sons of one of the producers, but yeah. he, was a, he was a little, like a runner, a PA. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Um,
1: he was I, so I remember sweet. like specific people very vividly. Mm-hmm. Um, but she told me when I got older, she's like, when I had to go back, one of the scenes that I had to do um, was when I have the shotgun and I shoot Michael. And I remember being in the scene and shooting Michael and then seeing your dad hit the floor and it was like an out-of-body experience. And I can't imagine as a like mother and actress going to like finish that job, what that must have been like. Mm-hmm. That was like my first experience of this is what happens when shit blows up in your life. Mm-hmm. Like you gotta fucking handle it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it served me so greatly <laughs> throughout the shit shows that's exploded in my life um yeah. and i when we went back um she at the end of the movie went into the production office to like settle up whatever the uh the bills for the flights were because they kept saying like it's fine we'll we'll figure it out at the end so she right. went in to go settle up and the accountant looked at her and was like peter's taking care of all of it this is his his gift to you and your family
0: wow and and
1: just absorbed all of
0: that wow yeah I remember her saying that um I almost called him Bob Zemeckis like we're friends <laughs> that's what she called him uh Robert Zemeckis who was obviously the producer of you know back to the future yeah. and all of those movies he was the producer for this film yeah and she had said like he's being so gracious like he's being I mean this is ridiculous. How many times like she's had to fly back and forth, and yeah. so she was like, everybody, obviously Peter for sure, but to have somebody of you know Bob Zemeckis's like level also being like, it's fine, D, like we'll take care of it, you know. Yeah. But yeah, it's funny. Peter clearly didn't know mom well enough to know that she'd be back. But right. The, and the the thing that's you know, I'm sure it's surprising to a lot of people um like if they hear like oh yeah your husband died so you just flew back a week later and took care of it but the crazier part is that we landed you me and her landed went straight back to the apartment after a that was like the 22 hour flight because right. that was the layover we had to take on the way back because they were scrambling to just get us yeah. tickets back and she walked in and took a shower after not sleeping really much on that flight walked in took a shower got ready left and went to set it's within ridiculous. like hour or two of us landing
2: it's literally ridiculous. and i was like d
0: you could probably go tomorrow she goes no 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 no. it's already been a week that i've been gone and she's like they've done enough to work around all of this and it, she's like chris it'll be better if i work it'll just be better anyway and i was like that's true so she she went off and did her thing but yeah and then, and then of course these amazing beautiful wonderful people in new zealand that were so good to us yeah. and we had so much fun with we're just like doubled down on the love and the yeah. care and like for everybody like for you and me yeah. like i was like i'm the nanny i'm nobody like why You're why not you- nobody and <sighs> the
1: fact that you went through that that's a traumatic experience by itself for a 22 year old to go through with you know like that that is its own thing 100 percent um but the fact that you really trying not to get emotional, guys, it's been a fucking struggle this entire hour. I'm doing my
2: best. You're doing very That well. you were there to get me and mom through that was like, I, I it's, there are no words. Because like, who knows how I would have experienced that. Situation and that trauma if it was with someone else who didn't care as much or didn't know how to handle it. So it, you'll always have such a special place in mine and mom's life because of that, you know, and all of it, all the other stuff and playing in the sandbox and, you know, all of the things. <laughs> but it, it really, as an adult now, looking back on that I don't know how I would have handled that if I had to go through that at 22. Yeah, it's, um, no, oh, no, you're going to get emotional. We're just <laughs> a fucking big pile of tears today, guys. I know. There's Kleenex? <laughs> there's wine. There's, there's water,
0: but where's the Kleenex? Um, you know, but yeah, I mean, it's not something you ever expect that's going to happen and you just deal with it, but yeah, that bonded us. I mean, that bonded you and me and mom, like yeah. all of us together in a way that was just, you know, obviously I never thought would happen. And um, New Zealand was such a beautiful place and people were so wonderful to us. And she's like, I'm so sorry to have to ask you to come back again. I know you just got back. And I was like, I would never trade Christopher for anything. I'm like, but asking me to go back to New Zealand is not a big ask. It's fine. Like, don't worry. (laughs) I was like, it's okay. But, you know, I was, I was, it it was all very surreal. It just didn't seem, you know, real. But yeah, the, um, the uh i think that is kind of and it's funny because it was so early on but i think maybe that's when you know, we kind of became the three musketeers for a while. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? And because we just had to all get each other through that. And um, but yeah, everybody was. <laughs> I'm just thinking of that photo of us in the fucking safari. <laughs> the, um, oh, yeah. <laughs> car
2: in Africa. The Land Rover. Oh, my God. We were freezing. And we were freezing.
1: And like you were in some like weird green colored thing. So you look like a pea. And I'm like bundled. And mom has like a sweatshirt wrapped around no, her head. No, no, no. She has a
0: pair of your pants wrapped right? around her head. <laughs> Because she's trying to get her ears warm. Yeah. It was so funny. Oh my God. Yeah. Who would have thought you go on safari, you freeze your ass off. Like you think you're going to be dying in the heat. Right. No, 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 no. Right. It is cold. It is freezing. Right. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, um, we um, the whole thing yeah, it was just surreal and you know, obviously you've all been like my family ever since then. You know what I mean? We have been family ever since then. And yeah, and the I think it was like always unspoken with you and I, we were just always like that with each other. But with mom was like, you know, Kristen, like, she would speak to it, which is just rare that people, but mom's obviously a really deeply loving and beautiful and authentic and connected person. And so, but she would say those things. Like, I'm so glad that you were with Gabby and yeah. I love you and I appreciate you. And, you know, and um." which meant the world to me because, you know, to be, to be with somebody in such a traumatic situation, you know, it's easy for people to be like, what did you do? Mm-hmm. What did you, what did you not do? What, did, where did you, you know what I mean? That, that never happened. That never came up. Mom was just like, I'm so sorry. Like, and I remember thinking like, You know, I was just used to be like, am I gonna be in trouble? Did I do something wrong? Like, and of course, she never even thought thought in those terms, like never, ever. And um, nor would I expect her to. I mean, no. I mean, it was weird. Like I told you, when the police showed up because they have to when somebody passes away. You know, the police showed up and they were looking at me strangely, and I was like, oh my god, yeah, it was really upsetting. And they were like, where's his medication? What did you know?
1: Oh my god, you're like as if this isn't fucking horrible enough. Yeah,
0: yeah. And so that's what made me realize, and they're famous at the time, like. Right, (laughs) and that's what made me realize, like, the, I'm so used to mom being so loving and right. understanding and, and just like supportive and like I'm like this could have gone a totally different oh, way if this had happened with somebody else
1: right because there are fucked up people in the world and what if the nanny is the culprit and like right. oh my god ew. you know ugh. oh my god my brain never even was yeah there. no it's
0: terrifying because I mean I was like why are you looking at me like that like the cops were like well where were you yeah. I'm like we were sleeping in the bedroom you're like here. I actually was on her I was floor on her fucker floor.
1: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I have an alibi seriously <laughs> I, I saw
0: seven like, I was scared shitless oh my god seriously that film traumatized me more than anything oh my but, god yeah no it was and people were just so lovely to us they took such good care of us yeah. i mean that that new zealand will always have a very special place in my heart because mm. of, mine
1: too even though you i know. you know don't remember lots of it it's definitely somewhere i like hope to go back to one day and i want to talk a little bit about signs because i just well ne- when this will air it will have been a long a season ago but we had john edward on to do an episode oh
2: right right
0: right yeah
1: which was wait wait wait
0: you had john, john
1: edward yeah here well he did it over zoom but yeah he did yeah oh my god see i'm out yeah, of it it aired so, yesterday oh, you're not oh, that okay. behind okay geez i'm like how did i miss this yeah no um okay. and obviously you were there with, with um With mom and i the first time that we went Mm -hmm. to well when she went to go get a reading and he ended up bringing both of us out because our people came through and mom was like thanks for hijacking my reading what the um and anyways so we talked a lot about signs on that episode and signs from our loved ones and when dad died that first father's day mom and i planted a tree in the backyard Mm -hmm. um that tree is now
2: huge
1: Um, it's crazy that it's been so many you know over two dozen years um and the first week it was planted an owl came and sat in that tree and was like very vocal outside um and ever since then have been like my sign my thing with my dad is owls when we went to south africa um the the safari part uh, area that we were in it had like one top level where you ate breakfast and then you walked downstairs there was like a little library down there and i went down there one day like exploring and adventuring around and i looked over at the window and there was a little owl in the middle of the day sitting like right outside that window
0: do you not remember this no, I remember the snake that was out <laughs> on the uh, deck when you were out on the deck and I had a heart attack. Oh, I don't uh, remember that. Was that was what at I all. remember, but that was a separate <laughs> issue. Um, um, wow, no, yeah. I didn't remember and that.
1: And I remember looking at it and being like, wow, this is wild. Like, I'm, I was in fourth grade, but I did know that owls are nocturnal and, like, it is, in fact, daytime outside. Um, anyways, we went on the day safari because we went out like a couple times a day. We went out, came back, still sitting there six hours later came downstairs the next morning still sitting there hadn't moved same fucking spot and i was like if you choose to see signs like they're everywhere Mm -hmm. like everywhere i've had owls fly across my fucking car in the middle of the day like Mm -hmm. weird fucking shit you know and so if you're open to seeing them i think they're everywhere
0: yeah and remember bruce talked about seeing a giant owl up in a tree on the cul-de-sac yeah and then it flew down and up like over over the top of him and the house and back yeah and i was like
2: oh my god yeah dad's a show off
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah he is um this has
1: been so incredibly wonderful to reminisce on some of the fun memories and and hear your perspective on what was such a life-changing kind of event for both of us. Can you tell people, because I know you do a lot of advocacy for mental health, um, which we share that, um, can you tell people where they can find your pages online if they want to come dive into some of that?
0: Yeah, um, I have um, a page. I mean, my regular page is private, but I might open that back up again. Be careful because you'll have droves of FMLers. Oh. Come I mean, they're all
1: wonderful. I'm just saying right, like, right. if you want to be private. Yeah, no, the
0: stuff, the stuff that I really am passionate about and want to talk about um, is basically basically. basically at my um Kiki's Darlings page um my grandma always um would always be like how are you darling so that was my (laughs) so my my people who I love anybody that um is uh somebody that I'm close to or people that I love who maybe I'm not close to but understand you know the struggles that you know we all deal with at different times um so I just called it Kiki's Darlings and that's at um Instagram and also TikTok there's only a few videos there but I didn't fucking know you were on TikTok yes bitch well because I need your help <laughs> okay story of my life I I, no I figured it out I figured it out but you know I need some improvement but yeah it's, it's just mental dropping help. that on me like oh and I'm on TikTok I like I don't that. even know that oh my god that's funny. rude well because you know it's 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 just a small little concern at the moment which is fine but, um, <laughs> but it's fun you know this year's been there's been a lot going on in the last year and a half for me and so which I won't even get into but um, I realized that I posted some videos and it was about a year ago because <laughs> yep. we're in mental health awareness month again so yeah. I'm definitely going to be posting some more and I hope people will stop by and say hi
1: yeah I love that and I love you thank you for being here I love here. you too
0: thank you for having me it was fun we got through it with minimal tears yes yes pra- I think we'd be proud very, of us very proud of us too love it love you <laughs> love you too <laughs> I want to thank
1: God, what are we even calling her now? Nell, Kristen, Pookie um, for coming on today and really sitting down with me and just giving me the gift of not reliving that, but feeling at peace with what I experienced, um, seeing the strength of what she experienced and what my mom experienced and really kind of having a little bit of closure around such a traumatic event that really impacted my life in a very large way um and I am very grateful to have had such incredible, strong women around me during that time in my life that have continued to be such an important part of my life moving forward. I hope you guys got something out of this episode today, um, apart from an insight into me and my history, but I hope it gave you something on your own journeys to be able to take forward with you. As always, make sure you guys are subscribed so you never miss an episode. Keep up with us on Instagram at time. Podcast. If you need more FML content in your life, there are five mini bonus episodes that you can go binge at your leisure on patreon.com slash FML talk. You can also find access to the private self-love Facebook group on Patreon, and you can even join book club, which zooms with me every Tuesday night. If you want to check us out on YouTube, you can watch all of our episodes live in studio at youtube.com slash FML talk. I love you all so much.
0: That amplifies others as a woman.
1: This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.